Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're going to hear the story of how God brought two men together from different continents and how their friendship uh, has resulted in multiplying movements of disciples and churches in Africa. I flew to Kenya without knowing anyone in the country, uh, and I ended up flying to a town near Kitale, who's Eldoret. Uh, when I got out of the airport, I was picked up by a man named Vovac, and I believe, Ben, were you there when you picked me up from the airport? Yeah. And that's where I met, we met each other at the airport for the first time, never having met each other, didn't know each other's names, and uh, we saw each other at the airport. And and Jack, from memory, you, you're on one of these strange missions from God where he just spoke into your heart that you needed to go to Kenya, mm-hmm. and um, and that's what you did. You went trusting, I mean, you had some contacts, but you went trusting God that he would open some doors. Yeah, the yes. I knew a guy was calling me to East Africa. Wasn't sure exactly where, um, but Kenya just really stuck out to me. And then I met a Kenyan in the United States uh, shortly before. And so he was able to get me connected with other believers in the country, in Kenya. Um, but in Katale was the area where Ben is living now. So I'd never met them. I never talked with them. I didn't know what they looked like. Um, but yeah, God just sent me and um, praise God he did because then I met Ben. Okay. So Ben, where were you at in, in life when you, you first met Jack? So uh, I was a church goer, like very far from Jesus, but really going to church. So um I was I was lost. <laughs> I was so lost. <laughs> okay. And how did things change when when you met Jack? So at some point, uh, I was I was Jack's translator, and while uh, doing his uh, like translations and the stuff. So at some point, he asked me, uh, ha- "Do you have a point in your life where you have uh, confessed Jesus to be your personal savior?" And I couldn't pick up any point in my life. So I told him, my brother, I go to church, but I'm really far from Jesus. Uh, He asked me whether I would love to be connected to Jesus. And uh, I didn't give him like an answer. I told him, let me go think about it. So I went and I felt like this was the right time for me to make up my mind. I was like, how long am I going to keep on lying. I'm going to church and I know myself very well. I'm very far from Jesus. So I felt like I was so convicted that this was the right time for me to make the confession. So soon after, I had planned to go to Uganda and then South Sudan to see the other areas of East Africa because I wasn't, I knew God called me East Africa, but I wasn't sure exactly where. So I was just walking around hoping that God would lead me to the right place. Little did I know, I had already uh, found the purpose, I believe, of why I was going to uh, Kenya. And so after Ben and I spent about two weeks together during that time, uh, I think it was about every day we were together, Ben, during that time frame. Um, and 
I ended up leaving, but we had each other's contact info. And during that time, Ben messaged me saying, bro, I, I, we need to meet up again. I really feel like God's you know, calling us to, to talk some more. I want to learn more about this discipleship. Um, and so I ended up having a free day. It's interesting. As I was going back through Kenya, I was going to go to Tanzania, and I had no time to meet. But Ben wanted to meet me in Nairobi. And I said, bro, I don't have any time. But the guy I was going to be doing a training with in Tanzania texted me almost just the day or two days before. I said, hey, the training was delayed a day. So I had a free day in Nairobi. Mm. And Ben, you had an interesting dream. I used to dream, but this was very strange. So uh, there were two glasses of water on the table and Jack picked one that all of them were half filled. And Jack, Jack picked one and gave it to me. Immediately he gave it to me. It just like uh, filled up and the water changed into oil. So I shared with my brother, we prayed over it. We prayed over it. And uh, at some point he's like, maybe God is using me to give you something and he's going to use it to just change like it to make it grow more. So <laughs> we just stayed there. So we are like, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but let's just keep trusting on God. I felt like God was putting something on my heart, especially for my church. So I didn't know what it was. And I was so stubborn with my brother. I was like, brother, we're going to talk about this. And we're going to pray yeah, about it. You were, which is great, man. You were like, no, we need to meet. <laughs> I remember we prayed, we talked over, like, just like I was, no, so this time I didn't know how to listen to God. So Jack is teaching me to listen to God and I just don't know how to listen to God. And it's like, please pray and listen. If God puts something on your heart, please share. So we kept like the whole day just praying and listening to God. And I kept, I just kept imagining things. And I was like, brother, I think God wants us to start a school. And he was like, pray again. I think God wants us to do this. And I just didn't feel peace in my heart. So he introduced uh, the three tags, like just a small training. And I was like feeling so much peace. And I, at some point I told him, stop. I think this is what the Lord wants us to do. I felt like uh, this is important for my church because that is the tool that is missing in my church. So I felt rather this is what is missing. And I feel like this is what I should do. Mm -hmm. And I told him now how this training, I cannot pick it at once. So what, what you do, just be patient with me. I want to learn more about the whole thing. So because it's so good and I feel like I should take it back at home. The thing that came out of it for you was, hey, here's a tool that gets us into the scriptures and, and is, a, is going to aid uh, making this, being a disciple and making disciples. And I think God uh, just put my brother Jack there to love me that time because he sent me for a training in Uganda. And I think I, I learned a lot of good stuff there. And I felt like so much filled. And I felt like really pregnant and I wanted to deliver something. So I told him, my brother, this is, I feel like I just want to go back home. I remember I was working in Nairobi that time and I just had to leave work because the passion was too much. So I had to go back home and just like deliver, teach, train my church on these tools. You, okay. You left your job as a teacher in Nairobi. Yes. And went back to Kitali, your, where, where your home, your original home is. Yes. And like, whole mind was just thinking of my church. Like there was nothing I could just think. So I just went straight to my pastor 
And I told him, Pastor, I have a very, very important training on disciple making that I want to train this church and we want to go out practice the same. So Pastor told me, I know you have been with Jack and I know you have money. So you have money, come. But other things of training, not here. It's like, God, you want me to do this training here and now I'm not getting an open door for this training. So what, what am I going to do? So it really frustrated me. And that is the time that the passion like grew times two. So I'm like, just like busting. I need somebody to deliver this, but my church is not accepting this training. So what do I do? So God, God taught me, you've now had tools to share the gospel. Go out there, do it on yourself. And I remember from the church, the first person I shared was a, a bike rider that carried me. Brother, this brother, I shared my story with him and he, I asked him whether he had a story and he had a long story. So at some point I just cut him short and told him, just stop there, it's only Jesus who can manage these stories. So I just told him, please, if you confess Jesus and believe he's, he's, he will be able to help you, you have somebody to lean on. So he was like, how do I do that? And I, I was like, this is not happening. Somebody is about to believe I can share the gospel with someone <laughs> is about to give their life to Jesus. And really he gave his life to Jesus. And I told him, now I have to be sure you have really given your life to Jesus. The first step of obedience is baptism. So we exchanged numbers and the following day he was calling me, when are you going to baptize me? So <laughs> I cannot baptize somebody. I don't have the qualification to do that. So I asked my brother, now I share the gospel and someone believed and wants to be baptized. How can I even baptize? So he just led me back to Matthew 28. And I just like read uh, how Jesus was giving his authority to his disciples and telling them to go. So he's like, you are now a disciple and you're going to do it. I was like, what? Not me. <laughs> but I think God really helped me that time because I we had an appointment with this brother. In the weekend, he came over and I took him to the river and I baptized him. I felt so much joy. Like I've never felt so much joy in my life. Like I can, I, I saw like how important I was. I was like, can I be really the one doing this? So just like, really like I felt so good. I can't imagine how I felt. It was so good. So uh, after baptizing this brother, I told him now I'm going with you to make other disciples. It was like, let's go. So we went share the gospel, more people believed. And just like, we are now like just baptizing people, like just happening. And Corona has struck in, people are not meeting, people are not allowed to move, but God is still moving and just working through us. So it's amazing. So after like one week, we had 10 people believed and baptized. So I was like, God, thank you, have now given me the right people to train and go out share with them. We brought these people together and had a training. They could not pick it. So it needed like a number of trainings. So I did a number of training patiently with them. And uh, we went out to share after like the first week and more people gave their life to Jesus. So we just took them to the river and now the number is growing. Now it's becoming bigger. So you went now, so many people are baptizing and it's 
creating like curiosity, people passing by. We are like, we're going to also share to these people. And we went, we go and share with them. They also give their life to Jesus and just get baptized right away. So, and Corona is really hitting hard at the same time. So it's just like, God is just happening. Things are happening. The disease is happening, but still God's growing his kingdom. So it went like a month, a hundred people had given their life to Jesus and baptized. So it was so big. I could not even accommodate these people like in my house to train them. So I went back to my brother. I told him, my brother now, this is what is happening. This is what the Lord is doing. I remember my brother was so excited. Your brother like, Jack. Really? Yes. He was like, really, this is what the Lord is doing. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to stand with you. We're going to pray and I'm going to train you more. I cannot even accommodate them in my, my house. There's so many. And he told me, have a few. Just if you have like 10 that you can really just start from a group and start just like training them and going deeper, sharing with them. And with time, you will form a church and give assign each person like if that person made a disciple and baptized them let them be in charge of this people to disciple them and that is what i did so i just we were 10 a group of 10 so each started their own churches groups that time it was not churches it was groups each had their own uh groups and they were just coming to me to learn and then going to train their people and also we were going, there's a time we were going to share with them and they were also having a time they go out to share with their group outside. And within three months, over 500 people had given their life to Jesus. So up to now, we have had uh, over 1,000 people believed now as we are speaking, like really new believers, over 1,000. And we have had like over 106 churches beginning so the Lord is growing, has been growing his work. Like every day is a new experience with our Lord on our side because we just get a report that there's a new group that is formed and there's a church that is a new church that's happening downstream. So we have gone up to the fourth generation so far. Within a period of one year, we began first on fourth or April 20th of 2020. So it's been like a year and a half. So we have operated for a very short period of time. And the Lord has also expanded our territories. Now we are in Uganda. And this coming uh, October, which, starts begin, uh, which begins tomorrow, my tomorrow, we are headed to South Sudan. So God is really seeing his movement, his work grow, like in the entire regions of East Africa, and maybe in uh, November, we shall be headed back to Uganda to support our brothers. So the Lord is seeing us now keep growing, like the, the, breath, the breath is increasing now. Okay. Now, I, I heard a rumor that you, you just got married. Yes. So I got married uh, this year, first the, January this year. And... Uh, the Lord was good on our side. We just got married and got pregnant. So wow. uh, we had our firstborn on 26th of uh, September and uh, of 26th of uh, August. And um, it was sad. We, he, our baby didn't live for long. 
Mm. He just lived for a few hours and then went to be with the Lord. It was mm. really a tough time. Uh, my church, uh, which Jack leads, supported us and really prayed for us. Mm. They really just been a good church on us. So God gave us strength because our church was really praying and supporting us through that tough time. And uh, we, it's just like we have also tried to forget the past and just focus on the future. Yes. God's done something amazing in your friendship with Jack and him with you. What what is it? How has God used Jack in this whole story? In your Jack life? has been more than a brother to me, and um, I I see I see so like really God in my brother Jack, like what he's he's having a really busy schedule, and even in the middle of the night, like I just send him a text, he will just reply, and I'm like. He's not even sleeping. So he's just been like my life, just like Jack has just been a part of my life. And um, I'm thankful how much all this growth is because of my brother. He's so much invested in me. God is my church leader. He's my brother. And he's my friend. And um, he's just always, whenever he learns something new, Jack will not hesitate. He's always, I'm always the first person he will be sharing that with. So I'm just like learning a lot of like all my leadership, the way I'm leading my people, I learned that also from my brother. So a lot of stuff that are downstream, they are passed on to me through my brother and I pass them on. So I'm just like a bridge. God uses my brother to pass things to me, then I pass them over. Okay. What is it that you noticed about Ben? that led you to make that commitment to him? I saw Ben's heart. That was probably the main thing that I saw um, early on. Like my brother was really listening um, when God's word was being said. There's a lot of people who are excited about having um, someone, you know, come and talk from America, but Ben really um, just like his eyes were locked on. And when, when we were talking through scripture, he just uh, really took everything in. And um, he was hungry, not, he was, yeah, I could notice, I noticed that when he talked with me, um, it wasn't just that he was talking with me, like he wanted to know more about God. And that really stuck out to me quite a bit at the beginning. Um, but soon after that, as I got to know him more, just understanding his genuine like heart for God after he really surrendered his life to Jesus was uh, really, really cool. Ben would lead by example. As he kind of said, he went back and wanted to lead a training, but no one um, was willing to, his pastor wasn't willing to have him do a training. So he goes, okay, I'm going to go do this. Just myself. <laughs> Like this is God's put this on my heart. I'm going to go do this. And so I saw as a leader, uh, just his willingness to, to go. And also one thing I really like to tell people, uh, if they're, they're shocked, like, wow, look at all this stuff that's happening. And in, in Kenya, like, how is that working? Uh, how is God using someone to such a degree? And two, two parts of it. Also I see in scripture, but really big parts of Ben that I don't see in a lot of other people is just the degree of humility 
and the degree of love that he has. You know, Ben and I were working together to see God's kingdom grow, uh, but we're not just like laborers. Like we're we're brothers. He's one of my best friends. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. That makes it fun. It's just so interesting to serve the Lord with my brother and it's just like it fills me so much joy and gives me start and stamina and i'm like oh my brother is praying for me so and he's always praying sometimes he's just praying uh he doesn't know my situation and he's always praying for me what's happening here so it's amazing serving the lord with my brother <laughs> well that's all we've got time for today if you're enjoying the movements podcast help us get the word out by giving us a a rating on uh, your podcast provider or spreading the word on social media. I'm Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.